Hi, this is Charles Maxwood, and I've been asked more times than I can count, how do I stay current? There's a lot to this question, and I'm working on a solution, code badges. That's right, you heard me right. Basically, the idea is, is that you come and do a code badge, and that gets you an introduction to a topic. Then you can decide if you want to pursue it further. But while working on the badge, you gain enough proficiency to be able to pick it up again if you need. A lot of technology comes through on the bleeding edge, and not all of it sticks, but the principles do. So doing badges on the technologies that will get you ahead will provide you with experience needed to stay competitive. Plus, it offers social proof that you know something about the topic. The project is on Kickstarter right now. You can support it and get on the launch list at codebadge.org. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another My JavaScript Story. This week, we're talking to Tina Heiligers. Uh, Tina, do you want to say hello? Hi, everyone. Now, uh, as I mentioned before, and I'm just going to remind everybody, you know, I opened this up. We're talking to podcast listeners, but I feel like all of your stories are give us a really interesting view into the, the community and where everyone's at. So, uh, Tina, do you want to just give us a brief introduction who you are? Uh, you know, where you come from and all that stuff. And then we'll start talking about how you got into code. Sure. Um, thanks for having me, Charles. I, I'm from South Africa. So the accent is not uh, typically American or British. Uh, it's a bit of a mix of everything. Um, yeah. And I've been in the U.S. now for two and a half years after a brief stint in the U.K. And yeah, I, I, my formal training is in physics. Oh, wow. Uh, I started a large portion of my life as a uh, researcher in an actual analytical labs with test tubes and lab coats and everything. Oh, wow. Um, but on the way through immigration, which took two and a half years, I wasn't allowed to work because I was received through visas and mm -hmm. residency and all of that. But I'm not one to be idle. So I started picking up some code a little bit here and there. I started off teaching myself R. From the scientific background, it made sense to me to go into a bit more of the data analytics side of things, right? statistics. I've got some training in Six Sigma, designed for Six Sigma. And I really enjoyed the R, but handling large data, I literally ran out of RAM on my old machine. So <laughs> I, I had to upgrade to Python, which was daunting at first, uh -huh. but I did thoroughly enjoy it especially getting into the more object-orientated methodology of coding. And then I was hooked. And I just found myself enjoying the, the object orientation and then a bit of the, the functional programming as well. I had a brief stint into uh, Ruby with Ruby on Rails. I built a few apps on that. They're not ideal, but, you know, I've been coding for all of eight months. Right. And realized that this was the path for me. I enjoy development, especially the web development, because it's creative, it's problem solving, it's new techniques. There's methodic, met, there's a method to to approaching applications and coding, mm -hmm. and that resonated with my creative side, with my analytical side. Um, and all you need is a laptop, right, and a decent internet connection. Right. My preference is a Mac. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, then I realized it's time to get serious. And I applied to a whole bunch of, of code schools, boot camps, uh -huh. uh, having already gone through however many years it takes to get a PhD. I didn't want to spend the same amount of time. <laughs> and I, I got into the wonderful Grace Hopper Academy of Code. 
and spent three and a, three months and a week of intensive code school there. The small cohort became very good friends with uh, the fellow ladies in my class, and I was lucky enough to snag a job the week before I graduated. That's so, amazing. Yeah, I'm a little curious. I, I want to back up and ask a couple of questions about you know your journey thus far. One is is you, you basically said I'm not. I'm not the kind of person to stay or to be idle. So why code, <laughs> right? Well, instead of, I don't know, any number of other things that you could have done. Well, firstly, the UK is cold. <laughs> you don't want to do anything outside. <laughs> I certainly didn't coming from sunny South Africa. You know, I, I've never lived in a snowy, dark, gloomy environment before. I know some people love the UK, but the natural thing to do was keep myself busy with things I can do indoors. Right. And hence the code. And there are so many different challenges. It's not like you can get bored front mm-hmm. end, back end. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. One other thing that I want to ask about, I think I've heard about the Grace Hopper Academy, but uh, can you kind of give us a little bit of background there as far as what they do and how you found them? Sure. The Grace Hopper Academy is a sister academy for the Full Stack Academy of Code based in New York City. They offer exactly the same program. Recently, having beginning of last year, they switched to React Express with mm-hmm. Full Stack JavaScript. And the advantage of Grace Hopper is that the entire class is women or okay. those who identify themselves as female. And necessarily so, it's a smaller environment. It's a somewhat friendlier environment for women to get into the tech industry uh, without okay. the, you know, the classic challenges that one may face. So okay. that's what the, the Grace Hopper Academy. Now, is it remote or did you actually have to go live somewhere for a little while? I had to go and live somewhere for a while. They, I believe they weren't offering a remote program at the time, but... Generally, if, you, if you're serious, you, you uproot and you go stay there right. for three months because that's what you do. You eat, sleep, dream, code. Yeah, pretty much. So, so where did you go to? I, I, it looks like they have more than one campus here. So, I went to New York City. Not being a lover of snow, I did end up in the middle of that blizzard beginning of last year. So that was another <laughs> yeah. fun bit. Right. But yeah, there were 16 of us in the class. Uh, mm-hmm. The Full Stack Academy of Code typically has around 40, 45 people in their class. Right. So why? the other question I guess I have is why did you feel like you needed to go to coding school instead of continuing to learn on your own? Because I've seen people be successful that way too. Absolutely. I am also just really impatient, uh, impatient with myself. Uh-huh. So, you know, the, the typical home life, if you're teaching yourself, you don't quite know if you're doing the right thing. Uh, if you're following the right curricula, there are so many online courses to take. You know, how do you know you're going in the right direction? Mm-hmm. So I chose to immerse myself for three months. You know, what, what's the worst that can happen that I, I pick up some skills, right? right? And I just continue my journey. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. So uh, you go through Grace Hopper and they're teaching you JavaScript, I assume. That's correct. So is, is that kind of how you got into JavaScript or did you pick them because they taught JavaScript? I didn't pick them before, because they have 
JavaScript. I didn't know a line of JavaScript before I did my application. I actually did my application in Ruby. Um, and I managed to get in and then, um, yeah, I realized I'd better learn JavaScript. But I, I chose that. I got into a bunch of others. But my, my husband's been in software development all his life. Right. And I took the list of schools that I'd been um, accepted to. And he said, go with JavaScript. It's the future of web development. It's the future of where you want to be. And reluctantly, I said, okay, let me teach myself yet another language. <laughs> I yeah. like it because you can use it on the back end. You can mm -hmm. use it on the front end. It is so versatile, especially with the new features that have been brought out. It's well supported. There's also quite a lot more stability these days than there were maybe a few years ago. And, yeah, it's, you don't have to switch between languages. Right. That makes sense. So, so what, are you, what, what have you done with JavaScript since learning it? Well, I've built a few of my own projects, mm -hmm. some card playing games for my nieces back in South Africa. And since I've been employed by Torwave, who's a, actually a digital marketing and design company that has development capabilities up in Scottsdale, I have successfully managed to work on an app from the ground up and do the, the back-end API and do nice. a lot of the front-end code for that application. That application in particular resonated with me because it's a mindfulness program. Okay. So you have it on your mobile device where you, you do these mindfulness uh, exercises, but the back-end handles the API, the routing, the, mm -hmm. the interaction with the database, and then the web app is more of a, a management dashboard. Right. So how did you wind up getting connected with them? To Stack Overflow. <laughs> so one of the parts of the Grace Hopper program is career guidance. Mm -hmm. And they guarantee you will have a job within development within 12 months, else you do not need to pay the, the school fees. Okay. So it's in their best interest to make sure that you are employable and employed. And uh, yeah, so Stack Overflow is a wonderful place to, to tell your dev story as well. And my boss was looking there and found that I lived in Arizona, which was rare, uh -huh. and reached out to me. Oh, nice. Yeah. So were you contributing on Stack Overflow? Is that how he found you or... I wasn't contributing actively uh, because there's charisma points you need to get. Uh, right. I'm not quite there yet, but I did add my, my developer story to the Stack oh, Overflow okay. profile. I got you. So you added that to your profile. That's right, yeah. Interesting. So what's it been like then um, being a professional software developer for the last little while? It's addictive. <laughs> it's absolutely addictive. I'm in my elements when I'm writing code, whether it be back-end, front-end, delving into DevOps side, mm -hmm. and it's always learning. So, yeah, it, it can be daunting at times, especially as a new developer. It right. certainly was in my first three months of being in the, in the industry. You, know, you want to be in the industry, and then suddenly you land there, and you think, okay, now I've got to actually code this. Right. Uh, but it's, it's a ride, and I love it more and more by the day. 
So uh, what's next for you then? Well, I hope to continue with my, my journey down this, this, this route. I'd love to get a bit more involved in possibly a, a little bit of the DevOps, but my passion lies with React and, and with Node, mm-hmm. particularly the Happy Framework, because it's got such oh. wonderful package names. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Happy is the framework by Walmart, right? Uh, oh, I speak under correction, but it's not as popular as Express. There's been a big rewrite from Happy 17, 16 to 17, and I've been communicating via the Happy Slack channel with some of the authors of those packages. Okay. And they are a, a wonderful crowd. That's what I love about the development community in general. It is a very helpful, very willing environment to be in. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I seem to remember it having come out of uh, Walmart Labs. But yeah, um, it's not a framework that you hear about as often. Usually people are talking about Express. So That's right. Yeah. In fact, we should probably do another episode on HappyJS on uh, JavaScript Jabber. Absolutely. I've got some contact names that you can contact. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, the, so yeah. what, are you, what are you working on now? I'm working on a few smaller projects that don't necessarily involve React, helping out on, on a few WordPress applications. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some Angular sites that need a bit of assistance. Uh, pretty much, yeah, just helping out where I can. It's a small dev team that I work mm-hmm. with. As passionate as everybody is, there are only a few of us. Right. And we do offer more than React. So mm-hmm. FullWave offers Angular, the WordPress, and uh, quite a lot of the CMS work. So we have to be jacks of all trade at some point. Right. And that also keeps it exciting, delving a little bit into the different frameworks. Yeah, usually people just stick to one. And, and I can see that you're, you know, you're passionate about React, but it's interesting. Uh, what's been your experience using the different frameworks? It's been an eye-opener. React certainly has a very specific way of doing things. Uh, If I compare my typical comparison of Angular versus React is that Angular comes with batteries included. React, you've got to kind of go to the store and buy your own. Right. So they're very different approaches, but it is good to see the different approaches. Yep. Absolutely. Well, if people want to find you online, where do they go? Sure, they can find me on LinkedIn, it's Tina Heiligers. They can find me on Twitter, it's at Tina Heiligers. They can contact me through Tallwave's website, which is www.tallwave.com. I'm quite active on Twitter, follow quite a few people. That's pretty much where you can find me. Very cool. Well, uh, the last segment of the show is picks. Do you have some things you want to shout out about on the show? Is your job search stuck? Maybe you're not getting any interviews with employers. Or maybe you are, but no job offers. Or you may be new and not even know where to start. This is Charles Maxwood, and I'm releasing a new course and ebook on how to find a job as a software developer. The course walks you through the process of finding the types of companies you want to work for, getting their attention, and putting your best foot forward as the candidate they want. I've coached dozens of developers in looking for jobs and have been able to help several people find jobs within two weeks to two months. 
So whether you're new to development, can't find a great job that fits what you want, or are looking for remote work from an area without a strong tech community, I can help. Go to getacoderjob.com and sign up today. Oh, the happy framework. Absolutely. Happy 17 with haute couture. I love its modularity and the authors of those packages that are, are very friendly and very open. That being said, I also want to pick the happy Slack channel. Mm-hmm. And there, yeah, just those two. How do you find the happy Slack channel? Happy JS, as far as I know. H A P I. Yeah, usually. I'll add them. I'll add. I'll add links to the the show notes. Yep. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna do a quick shout out as well. Man, I'm running out of things to pick. This is the fourth podcast episode I've recorded today. So. Um, I think, I think I'm going to go ahead and shout out about some podcasts that I listen to. A few of these are going to be sort of technology related and some of them really won't be. One of my favorite podcasts, and uh, it's done by somebody who was a panelist on Ruby Rogues, is Code Newbie. And that's done by Saranya Bark. And she interviews people about just different areas of code. It's really, really a fascinating podcast. And I really enjoy her uh, interview style. So I'm going to pick that one. A few others that I just want to let you know, we do have podcasts for each of the major uh, frameworks out there in uh, JavaScript. So you can check that out as well. And let's see, one last one I'm going to pick. And this one's more of a health focused. I'm diabetic. And one thing that I found that really helped me was the ketogenic diet. And so uh, I'm going to pick the two keto dudes diet. Now there is a little bit of a tech tie in. Both the guys that do the podcast are programmers. Uh, one of them is Carl Franklin, who is the co-host on .NET Rocks. And uh, they're a great couple of guys, he and Richard. Um, incidentally, .NET Rocks is uh, Carl and Richard Campbell, and Two Keto Dudes is Carl and Richard somebody else. And so anyway, kind of funny. But uh, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed both of those shows. I've been on .NET Rocks twice. But yeah, anyway, uh, just just terrific information if you're looking for a ketogenic diet. Also, Carl is one of the, so the .NET Rocks guys are the ones that keep bringing, getting us out to the Microsoft events. So if you've been enjoying the episodes we've done with members of the team from Visual Studio Code and things like that, uh, you can thank them because uh, they've, they've been uh, instrumental in setting that up. So anyway, thank you for coming, Tina. Thanks for having me. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y.com to learn more.